UTL Radio welcomes you to this episode of Legal Q&A Live. On this program, we answer our listeners' legal and business questions that have been submitted during the week or are asked during the live show. As always, we welcome input and feedback from you, the listener, and we encourage you to join in the conversation by calling the live program at 347-855-8831 or by contacting us via our social media sites. Links to our various sites are listed on our main website, utlradio.com. Please note that this broadcast does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship with any of our listeners. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Hi and welcome. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Business and Legal Q&A Live. Today we're going to be taking a look at a business question, and it's a real good one. It's, it's got a long and complex answer, and the question deals with the decision to start your own business. I mean, it's just, there's so much that we can talk about today, so I want to try to um, get through as many of the real important points as I can and answer this question as thoroughly as possible, but I really encourage you to contact me with follow-up questions, and we'll do additional sessions based off of this question, because it is such a good and um, really important question. Now, before I get going, I just want to let everybody know that we are, as always, streaming live on YouTube Live, and we're trying out Meerkat, which, um, like I said yesterday on yesterday's show, we're still working on, but hi out there to everybody on Meerkat as we're streaming live there, and we're also, of course, on blogtalkradio.com. Now, if you'd like more information about this show in general or any of our programs, head on over to utlradio.com and you can learn all about the show, the program, the program schedule, as well as some of our sponsors and upcoming special events. Now, before I get into today's question, I want to thank today's sponsor. And today's show is sponsored by Rogue Labs and Rogue Club. Rogue Labs is a company all about bringing income to the U.S. through the use of botting websites that can pay you a good deal of money to do certain tasks. And they offer bots for many websites that have uh, been very successful and produced a great deal of revenue. Um, I was hoping we would be able to get the owner of Rogue Labs on today to give a little more detail and insight into it and perhaps we just um, screwed up our time, so we're going to work on getting him in so that he can explain how his site works for you guys out there. But for those of you who are watching live right now on YouTube, I'm going to show you what the site looks like and give you just an idea of the general navigation. So this is Rogue Labs. Let me just make sure that you guys can see this. Okay, this is the um, rogue forum, the bot.net. All right, and you can see through um, the site all of the opportunities and um, all about you know, botting websites and how that's going to work for you. And you can learn more by obviously going to the website. And uh, for those of you who are looking for this type of business, it's there. I'll also show you the Rogue Labs website, for those of you, again, on YouTube Live. 
And there's a great deal of information here. And um, you can see what some of these people are bringing in as income. You can follow what's going on here. And you can sign up to the site and start earning money. Um, so I'd like to thank Rogue Labs for sponsoring today's show. And uh, we look forward to perhaps speaking to uh, its founder on another episode and uh, letting him explain everything that Rogue Labs does. But if you are interested in making money through botting websites, then please check them out. All links to their sites will be in the show notes, both on Blog Talk Radio and on YouTube Live. All right, let's get right into our question now. So here's the actual question. I've been toying with the idea of starting my own business, and I've read all the books about the benefits of being your own boss, etc. But I also hear from business owners that it's not all it's cracked up to be. What is the real deal with owning your own business? This is a tremendous question, and there's just so many things that we can talk about. I want to I start off by saying this. There are a, a huge, thousands of books out there on the market today that deal with starting your own business, the benefits of starting your own business, and uh, the freedom that you can establish with your own business, and why it's so great, and how you can make your dreams come true through owning your own business. I am not going to dispute that fact because it is partially true. But I think that the purpose of these books that pump people up to go out and start their own business, for the most part, the purpose of them is to sell the product, to sell the book. I think that, and I've read a ton of these books, I think that there's a key component that is missing from some of these start-your-own-business books, and that is the truth and reality that comes along with owning your own business that you don't see in these type of, of you know books and other online materials. It's the experiences that you can only learn or develop or experience um, by doing it. And that's something that I think is a factor that most new potential business owners don't don't understand. They don't see the negative. And and you know what people say to me all the time? Oh, you're 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 focusing on the negative negative of uh, elements of things. But that's not true. What I'm I'm focusing on is the practical elements of whatever it is I'm talking about. And that today will be starting your own business. Now I have a theory about why businesses fail. And, you know, you've heard all the statistics. You know that new businesses typically have a, a difficult time getting off the ground. And there's these uh, statistics out there that most new businesses fail within X amount of um, years or days of opening. And, and that's all out there for you to look at. I don't care about that. What my theory is, is that businesses don't necessarily fail because of the product or item or service that's being marketed or sold. I think, and this is just my opinion, but I think that the largest contributing factor to a failing business is the owner of the business. He or she themselves. Um, emotional and mental components of the owner. 
what's the difference between two bakeries or two um, shipping companies, right? Back when eBay was at its early height and you could go around the corner and find these these pop-up shops um, where, you know, you could go in and bring them your auctioned items and they'll put them up and they'll market them and, and auction them for you and all that stuff. Uh, back when that was really prevalent, it was very easy to start a business. But what's the difference between one business that failed and one business that didn't? But they're selling the same things, and, and so why? Um, and I think that that is, is something that I believe is a result of the personal makeup of the business owner. Now, I hate to do this because I'm building up, and I don't want to interrupt myself, but I believe we have the owner of Rogue Labs on the line, so I just want to bring him on just so he can go through his product with you. Hi, is this Doug? Hi, this is uh, Randy. Sorry, I'm late. Oh, Randy. Randy, how are you? I'm doing good. All right, Randy, and you are the owner of Rogue Labs. Uh, I, I briefly introduced Rogue Labs and the services that you provide at the beginning of the show, and I want to thank you for sponsoring the show. Um, so while I've got you on the phone, can you do me a favor and tell our listeners a little bit about Rogue Labs how it works, and how they can make money from your site. Okay. Well, a couple of years ago, I, uh, when I was in college, I um, needed some money, so I decided to start looking at these websites that pay you to do certain tasks on my site. And um, so after a while, I started, since I was in the computer science field, I made programs that would automate these tasks that would earn you money. And... After doing that, I started getting pretty good at it, and a couple of reputable sites decided to hire me to work for them to design the software, um, some including Hackform, some including the botnet. And since then, I've branched out, and I've made my own website. And so these, uh, these programs are like Bing Rewards, where you do searches, you get Amazon gift cards or other gift cards like that. And um, Swagbugs, Zoombucks, name a few others. Um, so basically these programs you just run on your computer. They require no maintenance, and they just earn you gift cards. So it's really like passive income. Yeah, completely. I have two computers that I run 24-7 out in my house that just earn me gift cards. I've had them running for about two years. Just piece of crap computers I got off Amazon and just earning me money. Well, that's really good for people that are looking to sort of expand their passive income business. I mean, we talk about passive income all the time now in, in you know, the current Internet age, and I think people are always looking to diversify and find ways to make more money, whether it's cash or gift cards. Now, people can sign up directly at Rogue Labs. Is that right, through the sign-up uh, and login page? Directly at Rogue Labs. We have a, a few bots that are free, but... Um already get full access you need to pay nine dollars a month but a few of them are free for you to try out so yeah and the membership fee the nine dollars a month i would imagine that you are going to make more you know you're going to you're definitely going to pay for your membership costs and what you actually earn 
Yes, every single website that I decide to put a bot out for, I test for a while to make sure you can earn at least a dollar a day running them. So I have about four different bots that can earn over a dollar a day also, and about eight bots in total. So you can make that easily. So this is a real good uh, service for people looking to make some passive income without doing anything. And, you know, what you're saying is essentially you let these things run and you're not doing anything. There's no maintenance. There's no management. There's no nothing. Yep, exactly what they are. And they're meant to be run on multiple machines that you don't – you can have a, a server running in somewhere else, and you can have these things running 24-7 without even needing to check the server. So, yeah. All right, well, that's Either great. If you're running at home or if you're not from the United States, you can also run them on a server. Perfect. All right, well, Randy, thank you very much for sponsoring the show, and I encourage everyone out there if you're looking – to find another passive income stream or your first passive income stream, take a look at Rogue, Rogue Labs. All of the links to the bot.net and roguelabs.net are in the show notes. You can just click on the links. It'll take you right there. Sign up and start earning money for doing nothing. And, and right, who doesn't want to do that? So, All right, Randy, thank you very much for sponsoring the show, and uh, we look forward to your continued success. All right, thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So uh, we have Randy, who was able to explain um, a little bit about how the system works and how you can make money using his bots. So check that out. Um, All right. Let's get back to where I was. Unfortunately, when you're on a live show, things don't always happen the way that, you know, you anticipate them. So unfortunately, there was a little bit of a delay and we interrupted where I was so that I could bring Randy on. But I think it was important to hear from Randy so you understand um, how you can make money with this passive income stream. So uh, thanks again for sponsoring this show. Now let's get back to the topic at hand, which is starting your own business and, and what do you need to know and what are the books out there not telling you. And I was talking about my theory as to why businesses fail, and I theorize that it's more to do with the individual business owner or manager than it is to do with the product or service that you're selling. Now, yes, there are variable factors. There's the way you handle customers. There's the products. Um, you know, maybe things are no longer relevant. We were talking about the eBay shipping stores that were popular a few years ago. Um, if a fad dies out, there's really nothing you can do about it. Maybe your business didn't fail because of you, but because the product or service is no longer needed, right? I, I highly doubt you're going to be very successful right now at selling Laserdisc players. Um, so that, those, those categories of products and services that are just defunct and are not going to make money for anybody, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is viable business ideas that uh, fail, and I'm theorizing that most of them fail because of the characteristics and qualities of the owners. Now, let's talk about this for a second. So all these books out there that tell you about the freedom associated with owning your own business and start now, and it's great, and it doesn't take much capital. Well, let me let me tell you experience. Let me tell you from the people that I've worked with and the people that I've spoken to. Small business is not a piece of cake. It is extremely rewarding 
but it is not without its headaches. And I want to kind of give you a, you know, a, a practical and and honest view of small business owners. I'm not going to just blow smoke up your butt and tell you that it's great and go do it. Um, you know, you want me to answer the question? I'm going to answer it honestly. And I don't want anybody to think that I'm being negative. I'm being honest. And I think that if you are a small business owner and you listen to what I'm saying, that you're going to agree with at least some of what I have to say. And I encourage you to call into this show if you want to chime in, 347-855-8831, or leave a message on our social media pages or uh, YouTube Live or whatever else. But getting back to this idea now of of being truthful about what it takes to own a small business. All right, so the books tell you that it's great, you're going to make a ton of money, it's freedom. Let's talk about the reality of it. First of all, I believe firmly that you need to have the right mental and emotional makeup to own your own business. There are tons of people out there that I've spoken to who have said to me, listen, I'm very happy working for another company or working for somebody else and having my medical benefits paid for, going to work, doing my job, coming home, and enjoying my life. And there's something to be said for that because I think that when you think of this idea of starting a business and you think about all this freedom and now you're your own boss and nobody's going to tell you you've got to be in at nine, what they don't tell you in these books is that you're going to be working 12 to 15 hours a day depending upon your business if you want it to succeed. And there is no more sick days for you. There is no more calling out sick because you're just having a, a bad day and you need a mental health day. Right now, this is your business. And if you don't come in, then you're going to lose money or you're going to lose customers. So there's an element of owning your own business that is not addressed in the books. And, and that's what we want to get to today. So first of all, if you're going to start your own business, you need to think very long and hard and you need to do some analysis uh, about yourself first. How well do you handle stress? How um, you know, anxious are you as a person? How much do you desire or need security in your life? How many hours do you want to work per day? You know, how much time do you want to devote to your business versus your family? And I think that those are factors that are often overlooked because they're the negative factors. Nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody wants to hear about the negative stuff. Everybody wants to hear about the positive. Oh, yeah, this is great. I'm going to make a ton of money with my own business. You can make a ton of money, but it's not as easy. So I think you've got to take some, some stock, look at yourself, and, and figure out, are you the kind of person that can handle owning your own business? What happens when you're doing the best job that you can and customers complain or they demand their money back? What happens when a product that you're selling that you, know, you, you were unaware of has some sort of defect in it and somebody gets injured and they sue you? How are you going to be able to handle that sort of thing mentally? How are you going to be able to handle mentally knowing that your cash flow is going to fluctuate throughout the month and throughout the year. Is that something that you're prepared for? Um, I think that to overlook these items now is foolish. I think you've got to think about it. So let's, let's look at that. 
All right. It's not about having a ton of money to start your business, which is where I think most people focus their energy. Oh, I need X amount of money to start my business. In, in today's world, you actually don't need a lot of money to start your business. And if you listen to some of the very experienced and successful entrepreneurs, uh, in particular, some of the people that are on Shark Tank, which is a really good show, uh, I think you would see that these people oftentimes started with very small investments or none at all. And they were able to create multi-million and billion dollar companies. But there are characteristics of those people that not every small business owner have. I'll give you an example. There is a shark, an investor on Shark Tank, Kevin O'Leary, who is notoriously known for being uh, mean, for lack of a better term, to people. Dismissive, and if you're not going to make him money, his famous quote is, well, then you're dead to me. There is an element of truth to what he says deals with his personality. That's not an act. Now, I don't know him personally. He, I'm sure, is, is a very nice man, and I really do uh, believe that. I think that he does a lot for charity, and he's uh, not a, a, a mean guy. I use the word mean because I can't think of another word to describe his attitude, but it's very, um, very business-like, and he's there to make an investment, and he wants to know that there's going to be a return on the investment. Understandable. But that's his mindset. That's his makeup. You know who would be terrible on a show like Shark Tank? Would be somebody that was super emotional. So they see someone come in and they feel bad for them. And they want to give them money simply because they feel bad for them. Are you one of those people out there? Because if you are, you need to know that about yourself before you consider starting a business. Are you somebody that is going to have a hard time telling somebody, this is the price for my service. I'm an accountant. This is what I charge per hour. I'm a doctor. You know, Doctors, quite honestly, doctors have it a little bit easier because of medical insurance. So doctors are not a good example. They, you pay your copay, and, and they get paid from insurance. Yes, there are times when it's private pay, and you'll get those collection notices and whatnot from the doctors. But doctors are not a good example. Accountants... Um, other service providers and, and product companies are a much better example. Uh, are you going to be able to say, this is my price, I can't go down? Are you going to be able to say, I want to sell this merchandise uh, at, at X price, but I feel so bad for this person that can't afford it, I want them to, to have it, and so I'm going to discount it? Now, there's nothing wrong with that per se, but if you are consistently doing that, then you're probably not going to make much profit. There was a candy store that I was working with years and years ago where the owners, they were just the nicest people. Like they're the kind of people that you want to have over to your house every Friday night or Saturday night for dinner. They were the nicest people. But they felt so bad for people when they would come in and uh, you know they, they either looked like they didn't have a lot of money or they'd come in and they'd buy one piece of chocolate that would give them so much more. And I'm not talking about going to the deli and getting a slice of cheese. I'm talking about, you know, they give away a 10 or $15 box of chocolates to, to, to somebody. And I think that that made them really great people. But ultimately, they ended up going out of business. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that maybe they were not 
meant to be small business owners because they didn't have that mentality. I mean, we live in a capitalist society. There's no two ways about it. And it requires a level of uh, thick skin to be successful in business today. And it's, uh, it's a challenge. Now, tomorrow, just so you guys are aware, tomorrow we're going to have um, a discussion about customer service and being a nice guy and how nice guys finish first. And we are going to be talking to the author of the book, Nice Guys Finish First. Tomorrow we're going to you know, kind of get into that topic about can you succeed and can you be uh, a nice person, a good person? You know, does that work in today's world? And the author of the book is going to tell you his view and I think it's a, a good thing to listen to because I think there's a lot of truth in what his book says. But there's still this idea of um, you know making sure that you have some level of thick skin and, and understand the idea of making money. All right. The next thing I just want to touch on is what is actually out there, what you're going to face as a business owner. Now, you know that Staples commercial? I think it's Staples or Office Depot where it's one guy and he is in all the different positions. He's the bookkeeper. He's the marketing person. He's the sales rep. Well, the, the commercial is humorous in a way, um, but it's true because you do wear all those hats, and it becomes very difficult to juggle sometimes where you need to apply your effort. If you don't take care of your bookkeeping, you're going to have financial problems. If you don't sell your product, you're going to have income problems. If you don't market your business, nobody's going to buy your product because they don't know about you. So, you know, it, it becomes a, a challenge. And again, I go back and I say, are you the kind of person that likes to wear all those hats and likes to have that level of responsibility? Um, if not, Maybe owning your own business is not right for you. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it makes more sense to take stock of yourself and decide than to invest time and money, quit your job, get into a career, you know, now owning your own business that you're not going to be happy with. Okay. The other thing that people often say to me is, oh, well, I can hire people. Well, yes, you can hire people. But... Hiring people is not always as easy as you think because there are so many people out there to choose from that, A, the hiring process can become challenging because it takes a lot of time for you to actually screen and interview these people. And then, you know, it, it, if you're a small business and you don't have somebody else doing it for you, you face the challenges of finding somebody that you really like, that you personally connect with, that has a great resume and looks like they're going to be a good addition to your team, only to find out that they don't really know as much as they said they did at the interview or on the resume. And you're going to be training these people, and you're going to be putting in a lot of effort and energy to train them, only to find out that maybe they can't do the job the right way. Um, so, you know, that's something that you have to deal with and understand that, Yes, hiring employees is, is a way for you to get assistance because, no, as you grow, you can't do everything yourself. But at the same time, you also have to understand that the hiring of, of employees is a process. 
And if you're a small business on a small budget, you're going to understand these issues much more than if you have a ton of cash sitting in a bank somewhere, a lot of investments where you can go out and afford to hire a staff or a crew and have people do uh, top-notch work because you're paying them top dollar. Okay, I think that small businesses, especially businesses in cities and states where the minimum wage is high, like San Francisco, for example, um, I think it's it's just passed and it's now like twelve dollars an hour, twelve and change, or something like that. And I understand why, because living in San Francisco is so super expensive. But at the same time, if you have a small business owner in San Francisco, how many employees, if they have no investments and limited startup capital, how many employees are they going to be able to bring aboard at $12 an hour? And I would suggest not many. So, you know, it's not as as easy as people make it seem. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't do it. I just want you to be aware of the reality. I'm not being a pessimist. I'm not being somebody who is just saying, don't do it. It's not right. What I'm telling you is, be honest with yourself, number one. Figure out whether or not you are the kind of person that likes this type of stress. Because while you might have the ability to come into work late, like I said earlier, you're going to be working harder than you ever have before. Now, there's that. There is the um, difficulty with you know, wearing the multiple hats and uh, applying your best effort to a variety of different positions. There's the issues with hiring employees that I've touched on. Uh, Now I want to talk for a second about stress and family support. When you own your own business, it is important that your family is on board because if your family, your spouse, your significant other, whoever it might be, if they're not on board with you, it is going to be very challenging for you to be successful because your efforts, your business has an impact on them, has an impact on their livelihood, has an impact on your children. If you fail, you know, it's not just to you. And again, this doesn't apply to um, the young guys and girls out there in their 20s who are going for it and going for it big. And, you know, when you are younger, go ahead and and do it because younger people have a different mentality. I think that they're not as jaded as um, people who approach middle age, people in their 40s, and and beyond. So if you're young and you're living at home or you're out on your own and and you can afford to take these risks, do it. Uh, I look back at myself, for example, and I wish that when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, I had just taken a shot at things because I think that it would be a different environment that I'd be in right now. Um, but I think that, you know, there's all this fear and uncertainty and, and these formalized rules that at least when I was growing up that you sort of had, and, and, and you know, my parents had these visions and ideas about this is what you should do. You go to school and then you do this and then you get a job. Um, but now it's changed. And I think that that's a great thing. And I think if you're a young person out there today, go for it. That's my advice to you because I don't think a lot of these issues that I'm talking about today are going to have that same impact on you. But if you are in your 30s, 40s, you have a family, you have children, you have a spouse, um, a partner, whatever it might be, I think that now you've got to take a different look at what you're doing because your 
success or failure impacts more than you. Family support is extremely important because you're going to work longer. You're going to be more stressed. You know, if you're working for somebody right now, you might have a bad day. Your boss might be a total jerk. But how often on Saturday or Sunday do you really give a tremendous amount of thought to your boss or your job? You'll think about it. You might check email. You might, you know, talk about your boss during a barbecue. But it doesn't weigh heavy on you for the most part. Okay, I'm generalizing. As opposed to somebody who owns their own business, if you're off on a Saturday or a Sunday, I guarantee you that 90% of small business owners are feeling guilty for not being at work or worried or concerned or thinking about what's going on and how, you know, could things be better at the, at their office and, you know, they're losing money. And so I, I think that, you know, there's that issue that you've got to deal with and that stress transfers over to your family life because now instead of being home on a Saturday or a Sunday and enjoying your family and doing fun things um, with really very little thought to what's going to happen on Monday morning, now there is no Monday morning. Every day is Monday morning when you own a business. And I think that that is something that's often overlooked when you're doing your research to determine whether or not it's for you. Um, And finally... I want to just touch on the idea of complaints. Complaints and expenses related to the operation of business. If you own a business, you are going to have complaints. You are not going to be able to please everybody all the time. If you are a people pleaser by nature, you either need to adjust your thinking or, again, take stock of yourself and decide if business, you know, owning your own small business is for you. Um, because you are going to have people that complain. You're going to have the people that don't like what you've done and they want a refund and they don't like who you are, so they're going to badmouth you to other people. They, you know, On and on, you're going to have these things. You're a restaurant, you're going to get a negative review on Yelp. You know, it's just the way it is. You've got to be able to deal with it. You've got to be able to have that thick skin to get through these things. So... It, it, it is something that you've got to consider. Finally, the expenses idea. You know, when you when you think of going out on your own and starting your own business and you think, well, all the profit that comes in will be mine. And instead of having to work for somebody else and, and get a smaller salary or paycheck every week or every other week, now I'm going to be getting all of it. Well, all of it is not as much as you think because you have overhead, you have rent that you have to pay, you've got the idea of, of your own health insurance, which is very expensive, and so on and so forth. So these are some of the factors that I want you to consider. Now, I could go on and on and um, make this a four-hour discussion. I'm not going to do that because you guys will be throwing yourselves out the window. But I want to say a few things about what I've said today. First of all, this does not apply to everybody, okay? If you're going into business with partners, it is a different scenario. When you have partners, you have the support of other people. If you are a sole proprietor, it is all on you. And that is what today's discussion really 
was referencing, the sole proprietor element of owning a small business, not somebody who's going to join a partnership because then you've got other people to lean on. And it's not just you shouldering the burden. But if you're a sole proprietor, it is all on you. And you are the one who's responsible for all of the activities. You're the one wearing the multiple hats. So that's what today's discussion focused on, the sole proprietors. And the other thing I want to say, and I want to illustrate one more time, is that my commentary today was not meant to be negative towards owning a business. It was meant to be um, sort of realistic so that you understand the importance of taking stock in yourself before you decide to start your own business. Figure out and analyze who you are, how you, know, you handle stress, what your, your tolerance for anxiety and stress is, how much time you want to devote to what you're doing. And I think that those are really important factors. I mean, for me, if somebody said to me, what's the most important factor when determining to start a business, I would say it is being honest with yourself and taking stock of who you are and your emotional makeup. It has nothing to do with intelligence because you could be the smartest person out there but not have the emotional makeup to run your own business. So I hope that some of the things I've said today were helpful. I definitely don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to scare them away from owning their own business. Uh, I know how unpopular it is in today's world to say anything that is not rainbows and unicorns. And I just, that's not my makeup. I can't do that. I can't tell you it's great. You're going to make a million dollars. I've got to be honest because that's who I am. I'm here to give you honest advice, to answer your questions honestly from, you know, a different perspective. So that's why I've said what I've said today, and I'll stick by it. I'd love to hear from any of you out there who either agree or disagree with me. Um, There's room in this world for all sorts of opinions, and I'm open to hear all of them. So that's, uh, that's what I have to say with respect to this question today. It was a very good question, and again, there's so much that we can pull out of this question. It's just not a, a straightforward, easy question to answer. Um, but I do hope that some of what I've said is helpful to you and that uh, you, you kind of have a, um, a better sense of some of the obstacles. Because, listen, if you know these things now, then you're going to be successful. If you know, all right, here's what I'm going to face, wouldn't you rather know it? Wouldn't you not want to be an ostrich and stick your head in the sand and say, oh, everything will be great? I'm all for positivity, but I'm all for for realism as well. So don't just stick your head in the sand and say it'll be great, everything's going to work out. You've got to know what challenges you face, and, and that's what I tried to lay out today. So hopefully I did that for you. Um, I'd like to thank you all again for tuning in for downloading the show at a later time. Uh, obviously, we are on iTunes, and uh, we know the podcast is available there for download. We also stream live, which I think is, I, I like it. I think it's fun. Um, obviously, things that happen on live shows that you just can't control, but I think that's some of the the fun of it. Uh, it's not a pre-recorded, um, edited show. It's a live show. And live shows produce 
you know, unique moments. So I'd like to thank you all for uh, for tuning in live, for watching live, and for those of you who download it later. I want to remind you, please make sure you go to utlradio.com, A, to get the free app, which is also now available for the Android phones, and it allows you to ask questions that we can use on the show. And B, don't forget the tab on the page. Ask your question. You can record your question, and we'll play it live on the show and then answer it. And um, all the links to our social media sites, everything that you need to know is on that page. Um, So I encourage you to head over there and check it out, to leave some feedback, to subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, make sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Any feedback you have, greatly appreciated. It is really nice to hear from you guys out there, to know that this is advice or information that you are um, enjoying or benefiting from. And if there are any suggestions or things that you would like to see differently or uh, being done differently, I'd love to hear it because I want to make the show entertaining and informational, educational for you guys out there. Those of you who may have watched on um, Meerkat, let me know what you think about Meerkat. I know it's a new service or relatively new. And again, we're experimenting with it. So let me know what you guys think about it. Is it worth it? Do you like the idea of us using Meerkat and streaming it live uh, to everybody out there on, on Twitter, as well as our other live streaming uh, resources? So let me know. I appreciate your feedback. And that is going to do it for today. Make sure you tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. We're going to do our live understanding business. And we're going to be talking about quality customer service and um, how to be a nice guy and succeed in business. So that's tomorrow. We have a special guest, the author of Nice Guys Finish, Finish First. You'll find links to all of the upcoming shows. And I also want to thank today's sponsor, Rogue Labs and Rogue Club. And those links to the Rogue Lab sites where you can employ the use of bots to help you make money, passive income, are listed in the show notes. So thanks again for sponsoring the show to Rogue Labs. I will see you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, for Understanding Business. Thanks, and I'll see you soon. It's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.